Welcome to the Two Fab Femmes Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Hill and Gina Cafaso. Conversations on every topic for women to survive in this great big world. Welcome back, Femmes. This is Maggie. And this is Gina. Oh, we had a little time off. We did. Oh, we're naughty. Oh, yes. We're on the naughty list. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> I'm so excited about today's show. Me too. We interviewed <gasps> the funniest guy, oh, comedian so Aiden Park. And that's going to be awesome. This kid has got some energy like, Ooh, yeah. oh, this oh. is going to be great. Yeah. And we are covering all kinds of topics. So, uh, yeah, buckle up. Yeah, man. <laughs> buckle up. But first, two fab fans walked into the bar. Gina, Ooh. what drink are you dedicating to your little hiatus time? Ooh, well, staying on the Christmas theme, I'm going with a Santa Cosmopolitan. I love it. It's so cute. It's so cheesy. I know. It is. It is. Because I got all my Christmas shopping done, got all the presents wrapped and under my tree. Everything's decorated, done. The only thing that's left is baking. That's it. Okay, you're weird. I know. Sorry. I'm just putting it out there. No, well, you know. Honestly. I just, I just don't like a lot of clutter around me. So I just said, like, I had all the presents unwrapped oh. under my tree. It was driving me crazy. So I just, and again, wrapped and done. Yeah, done. Yeah, quit showing off. Well, you know. <laughs> so tell me about your week. Well, apparently I didn't get shit done like you did. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I've got stuff that's arriving because I've been doing online shopping and they're still in boxes under the tree. It's <laughs> like brown boxes everywhere. Hey, you know. Christmas at Maggie's. <laughs> Lame. I'll get it. I'll get it's it. It's a brown right. box Christmas. I like it. Right, right. <laughs> But for my drink of the week, uh, in honor of our Hanukkah friends, I'm doing a menorah martini. Well, L'chaim. 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 It's, it's blue. With it's so pretty. Nice. Mama loves a good martini. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm picturing like a little dreidel stir stick, like uh, holding my stuffed olives. Uh, I Thoughts? like it. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. I'm like, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Right? <laughs> so you, you don't make it out of clay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah. in. I'm in. It's awesome. I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, let's get this party started because you guys are going to love this guy. Oh, he's so great. Here so we go. Fun. So Maggie, did you know that CBD oil helps with pain relief, anxiety, sleep? That's for you. Oh gosh. Yes. Heart health, menopausal symptoms, and so much more. Yeah. There's a company, Joy Organics, based right here in the good old USA, that has the world's best organic hemp-based products without the THC. That's awesome. So go to our buzz page at 2FabFems.com forward slash buzz and click on Joy Organics. And when you're in there, enter promo code FAB10 and get 10% off your order. Joy Organics. Aiden Park is a comedian based in Los Angeles, originally from South Korea. His act can be described as fun and high octane. He talks about his unique life experience as a gay, once undocumented Korean immigrant and being raised by his conservative grandma who did not speak a word of English but somehow knew her way around every casino in the state of California. You may have seen Aiden's comedy on Perez Hilton, Celeb Buzz TV, TV Guide Channel, and West Coast Comedy Live. You can also catch Aiden at some of the hottest comedy clubs in Hollywood as he performs regularly at the Laugh Factory, the Hollywood Improv, the Comedy Store, and Flappers Comedy Club. Aiden headlines tours all over the country and internationally. Acting credits include Comedy Central, True TV, Tosh.0, NBC, TV Guide Channel, and Hulu TV. And welcome Aiden Park. 
Mark. Yay. Hey. Hello. We're so I happy to have you. your energy, Aiden. I Thank just you. have to open up with that right away. I agree. Absolutely. Honestly. I love your guys' energy. Oh. You only see energy that you actually have, you know. So since you got, you know, you guys must be high energy too. We and I are, see definitely it. are. Oh, honey. Not like yours. <laughs> That's why we need you. This is fantastic. I know. He's so fantastic. fantastic. Little spark plug. I swear to God. Okay. So we heard your bio, but tell us a little more about yourself. So I give advice. I give advice, you know, to people uh, on Instagram and, you know, what, what have you. And I'm always the friend that everybody turns to for advice because I've been through some stuff. Ah. And uh, I've had to maneuver a lot of things. Like um, I came here when I was really young. I didn't speak any any English. Wow. I was oh, wow. brought here actually undocumented. <gasps> and I was living in like government housing with my grandmother who didn't speak English. Oh, wow. And so then I had to like kind of maneuver my way through school. Couldn't go to college because of uh, my status. But then I got my green card and everything worked out fine. I'm a recent widow. Uh, oh, and oh, so like there's that. a lot of things happening. Right, but right. Um, I feel like... Uh, I, uh, you know, take those things and I'm kind of like able to direct in a positive way. Sure. And so uh, I guess that's where all of that comes from. But what attracted you to comedy? What brought you, like, you know, you come into this country, you didn't uh-huh. speak English. You How, know, what? the reason why I started comedy was because I didn't speak any, uh, I didn't speak any English. But what I noticed was, okay, although I couldn't connect with them on a linguistic level, like if I were funny, like if I were like animated or if I were uh, doing some kind of physical comedy, I'd still be able to connect with them through laughs. So I used that as a way to connect and make new friends. And so I kept, I, I kept on that. And then as I learned the language, I incorporated the language into it. It really was a survival tool for me because, my, because it started from a place of like wanting to connect. I think it informs my comedy in that direction. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that yeah. is awesome. I like uh-huh. that. <laughs> I like that a lot. So that's amazing. But how old were you when you moved to the U.S. from South Korea? And how do you assimilate U.S. culture, English language, and the way of life in general? I mean, that must have been crazy. It was very challenging because, okay, not only did I move here with my mom, my mom got a job across the country in Boston. So she brought me here, then left. And bounced. To Los Angeles. Oh, to Los Angeles? Uh, to, no, to uh, uh, well, uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. We okay. were brought to San Francisco, and my mom went to Boston. Boston. Got it. So then I was with my grandmother, who is so Korean, and she worked really hard. She worked as a kitchen helper yeah. for like six bucks an hour, oh, wow. and she was like 60 years old, right? Uh, um, and... Uh, Incredible woman, but also very disconnected from the culture. And so basically, here I'm nine years old. I go to school. I don't speak the language. I'm kind of thrown into this new thing. And I pretty much like had very, like, basically no parenting. (laughs) I didn't even know. This is how bad it was. I turned 18 and I got my first job at, like, Starbucks or whatever. Uh And I didn't even know I had to file taxes. Like, that's how bad... It was, you know, oh. I got a student visa to go to school here, right. but this, with the student visa, you still have to pay like overseas fees for colleges. Oh. So I studied really hard. I got into all these great colleges nice. and they couldn't go because the rates were like $250,000 a year or something oh. crazy like that oh my God. Wow. Uh, for international students. But then I got my green card soon after, you know, right. but by then I was already working. So, you oh, know, got it. yeah, got it. Wow. it was kind of a, it was kind of crazy and, uh, Yeah. Well, I think it's amazing that from 9 to 18, you right. were practically, you know, for the on most part, alone. Right. 
Um, as a latchkey kid, I can say that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I are you kind of raised my zone. Were you a latchkey kid? I totally was a latchkey kid. Wow. With my mom. And, oh, yeah. I mean, shit, the girl was never home. Let me <laughs> tell you. <laughs> she was having a good time. <laughs> a good old time. Um, yeah, and I'm home watching the Three Freaking Stooges. Yeah, there but you go. whatever. Uh, good show, uh, by the way. So I totally, <laughs> I totally relate to that. Oh. But you had the language barrier. I mean, that just must have been. Yeah. So you're a hero status. So how did, how did you? But how did you learn the English language? Give us a TV. little TV. 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 Okay. TV. TV. So Three Stooges is how you comforted yourself. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Like I watched. Oh my God! This is the gayest thing I'm gonna say. Oh um, no, it's not. I'm probably gonna say gay, much gayer things as we go. But um, man. Lifetime television saved my life. I love Lifetime. That's awesome. Television for women. I don't care. I don't care. Um, okay. So, okay. From four to five, it was designing women reruns. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. W, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then five to six, it was the Golden Girls. And then six to seven, it was Ellen. And uh, I'm obsessed with him. I, so uh, it's amazing. I watched three-hour blocks. I would literally come home. That's and awesome. it informed the way... It actually informs the way you look at culture. Like, so, be, so if that's what I have to... And these women represented to me, like, some, some people who... Uh, some aspirational uh, qualities, right? So, Suzanne Sugarbaker yep. owns this... You know, she's a strong woman. That is so funny. And so, I was like, oh, yeah. So, if I can play my cards right in this... Con- I actually... Um, always believed in a weird way like that the U.S. was a place of opportunity and I always held that and I always knew that that it was within my control so when I watch Suzanne or when I watch like these women who are empowered I'm like oh I can make my life that way I just need to figure out how and so I think those things really really helped shape me well and not to mention those were your maternal Oh. Uh, guidance, wasn't it? Yeah. All these women that yeah. you kind of looked to them for, I mean, I would think yeah. I, I looked to Larry to be my dad. <laughs> ah. Curly was a great uncle. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Just stay away from Mo. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Uh, that Mo. Stay, stay away <laughs> from Mo, man. No, but I, I, that's how I would read that, is that, you know, you watched them and these were the women in your life that you kind of, you know, got direction mm-hmm. from. You know, it still it does this because, you know, when my boyfriend passed away, yeah. I just remembered, oh, Right, I can't even imagine. But like, I remember watching the Golden Girls, and Rose was a widow on the show, and mm. Blanche was a widow on the show, and so was Sophia. Um, and Dorothy had a divorce, but the other three were all right. widows. And I remember it's been a few years, but they were able to continue their lives and be happy and be surrounded right. by community. And I remember thinking, I'm like, that's possible for me too. Like even yeah. recently, I was like, that is for me. Something that I can still be happy with or without uh, Michael. Right, right. So I, uh, you know, looked to that show and it really shaped my life. We love you, Michael. I know. Yeah. Michael was, Michael was the best, you guys. And whoever comes next, man. He has to have big big shoes shoes to fill. fill, You know? Yeah, Yeah, he sure does. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully the big shoes too. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) So anyway, so, okay. So, well, that says a lot about your comedy too. So you are known throughout the comedy circuit as being high energy. Gee, big surprise there. I'm just (laughs) saying. And have a feel good anti-divisive approach to your comedy. So tell us more about that. And where does that stem from? Was that kind of from your upbringing too? Or is it just your natural... 
approach? What is yeah. that? When I first moved here, I felt really uh, alone, you know, and uh, I just wanted to be loved. And so I uh, used comedy as a way to connect with people. And um, I think that's where my comedy kind of lives. And also I recognize like how difficult it is when you are alone. So... I want to be inclusive. Like when I walk into a club, whoever you voted for or who, whatever your stance is, you paid a ticket and you came to see me. So I'm going to make sure that everybody in the room walks out feeling better. And that's my job as a comedian. And that's, that's it. So I'm going to make sure I feel a responsibility to that. And I feel like actually, if somebody has a different point of view, maybe they haven't dealt with a gay person or whatever. I feel like when they walk in and they're a little skeptical at first, like if I were to, if I were to be like, hey, uh, you know, blah, 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 asshole, then it actually disconnects them. Absolutely. You lose them. Mm-hmm. But if you come from a place of trying to connect, there's people who after the show have come up to me and was like, hey, like I actually haven't had a lot of experiences with, with gay people and you were really great. And um, I appreciate your time. And I think that's a really great way to bridge that um, uh, difference in life experience. Agreed. Absolutely. So, Aiden, you've also been called the comedian with great advice. And you were talking about that earlier. We tapped into it. As you yourself have overcome obstacles, difficulties, adversity, tell us a little bit more than you did before about that. And how did it come to be? And also... So tell us about what kind of advice. This is what Yes, we I know. Have. We want to know this what advice you give and to who you give it to and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. So I, I started like, okay, so, all, uh, you know, obviously, I've been through my fair share of stuff. And I've mm-hmm. tried, I mean, literally, it was like trial and error with no parenting. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. So just, you know, but luckily... I was born with like, not, I wouldn't say I'm fearless. I'm still have a lot of fear, but I like just do it anyway. Like I just like push myself to do it anyway because nice. I just suck it mentality. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Push yourself to the limits. We yeah. get it. You know, we I'm get like, it. I'm yeah. gonna do. It. I have yeah. to. Right. Nobody else will for you. Nobody will do I get that. It. Yeah. Absolutely. And so in doing that, I made a lot of errors, and uh, I. I feel like I'm really good at like if someone presents a situation that's like a ball of yarn. You know, mm-hmm. and then they fold in all this crap into it, and it's like dirty, <laughs> it's like messy, it has like dust. Kitty spit on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, we're actually dealing with the ball of yarn. So let's parcel out the ball of yarn and get rid of the crap. So, you know, people will be like, he broke up with me, and I don't know what to do. It means I'm a bad person. Blah, 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 blah. And make all these meaning about that Sounds like incident. Ha, ha, ha. We all do it. I totally do that. I recently had a break. Oh, my God. I recently had a breakup. Oh, okay, I was we... supposed to go to Italy with this guy, <gasps> and I didn't go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, yeah. what? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so, so what happened I mean, there? Okay. We're not going to touch that. Yeah, we are. We're, we're going oh, back to that. Really? Mama's got to know. Here we go. <laughs> It's actually it's quite juicy. It's oh okay. Juicy. We are okay. Wait, yeah. we need a full question for that one. So we'll have to get back to that seriously. <laughs> but like, um, what's helped me in my life is like trying not to fold in all this other meaning into what has happened externally. So not making it mean something about you. So parceling that out and making sure that we stay on topic, and then creating actionable 
steps. So you can't, like, knowing what you can control, knowing what you can't control. So you can't control the other person. You can control your reaction. So what can you do to make the best outcome for yourself, even if it doesn't involve changing that other person? I love that. I did too. And being a podcast for women, I know men go through that too, but honestly, chicks, man, when they get broken up with or they broke up... What an emotional nightmare. Yeah. End of the world. Though, yeah. And I'm like, I can't because I'm really like such a dude when it comes to <laughs> stuff like that. I really am. But it's crazy. So I just gave actually... advice about this today. Okay, so on... where, where do you actually give your advice? Is this like Instagram? Inst- oh, yeah. really? Love it. And, you know, what I'm getting, it's so rewarding because like all these kids, like I'm getting followers who are like 16, who wow. are like, I'm stuck in a small town. And my family hates gays. What do I do? Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, relevant. That is super relevant. I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah. For them, they don't have the choice to right, right. leave, you know? Right. Yet. <laughs> yet. Yet. Right? But for now. Get out. 16-year-olds, just stay home. You've only got two more. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, 18. I'm like, hey, like, just, just, you know, find your own community at school. But if you know that that's the landscape, I feel like life is like a board game. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So... The board game works a certain way. And if you, the more you know about where, if it's like Monopoly, the more you know if you land in free, par- the free parking's over there and, you know, this is over here, like the more you are aware of the landscape and how the rules are, even if it's crappy toward you, you can maneuver yourself into at least a neutral place, maybe. I like it. Or at yeah. least feel empowered. Fantastic. As to a small extent. Right, right. And just always know that whatever's going on is... Uh, ultimately temporary. Right. That's yeah. huge. Right? That's well, huge. That, I mean, uh, that is huge. Probably, and I remember when I was 16, I think we've all been there. Like, oh my God, the world's coming down and it's this, it, you know, life is never going to change. But oh, yeah. it does. Yeah, yeah, it totally does. It does. It totally does. There's so much, so much out there. Yeah. You can lose a partner and then yeah. six months later sit here with two fabulous ladies and do a podcast and laugh. Yeah. So, and not yeah. be in Italy. And not be, oh. and not be in Italy. <laughs> oh, honey, honey. I wasn't going to let you that. Oh, oh yes. Okay, so Dish. give us the story about that. Dish. Okay, so. <laughs> I love this. After, I mean, I'll just lay it all out there. I have no Good. secrets. So after Michael passed, I went a little crazy. Not crazy, like, like madhouse crazy. But I went a little nuts. I, uh, you know drank a lot, I partied a lot, I hooked up with a lot of dudes, you know, I was just trying to fill this hole Aww, spiritually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and figuratively. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> whatever, whatever hole we can fill, we go for it. <laughs> so, that was amazing. It was crazy. And I met this guy. He's a very nice man. He's a wonderful wonderful guy not out of the closet oh wow. yeah because i have no filter i mean I've, I've been on the show for like what 30 minutes and we're already talking, you know dead boyfriends and you know filling holes here you know what i mean <laughs> so i'm not shy right, right and like basically if he's like compartmentalizing not even letting people know that he's gay to and everybody's on their own journey so you know i respect that like he he's trying his best he grew up in a different time. Whatever. It's just, I, I, you know, it's not right for me, right? And uh, we had a lot of conflict as a result. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we, we do, we did really, uh, we, we, we fell for each other. Also, though, there was an element of me, if I'm going to be totally honest. Michael passed and uh, he was such a rock for me. 
that I just wanted somebody there. And it was so nice to have that phone call every morning mm-hmm. and that good morning text. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. I, but it's unfair to him for me to stay in this, even though we're at a disconnect. Like, And it's unfair to myself, actually. Yeah. And I think that's really relevant. And Gina and I have said on the show before, we, we're advocates for anyone. I don't care what your situation is. Live your life loud and proud. Yeah. No apologies to anyone. Yeah, and right. And we just don't get it. We're not in it. But I know, you know... I have a friend who's in his 60s, did the whole marriage thing early on, has the grown kids, and then came out of the closet. And I was like, it's about fucking time. Yeah, I'll, I'll, right. I'll let you know what. That's what happened with this guy. Ah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. Right? Well, that's a bummer. So did you leave it as when you come out, please call? The phone is on the other yeah. side of the no, closet door. No, because in <laughs> my heart, you know, in my heart, I knew he wasn't the one. Oh. Yeah. Wow, okay. Like, I knew. I was like... You wanted to fill that void, so to speak, and he's, he's, but he's not the one long-term, right? I, I don't, I want somebody with a certain approach in life. Sure. Mm. For me, personally. I mean, some, for someone else, he would be great. But for me, I, I like people to face things head on. I mean, I've already been in here, like, I'm bull in the china shop kind of guy, <laughs> you know? Gina, I'm so obsessed with Ashley Diana, the Instagram influencer from our episode 45. I know. She was awesome. And she gave us tips on how to up our game on Instagram. Seriously. Between the free training, her coaching, the goodies on her links tab. That's so amazing. She has so much great stuff. So go to twofatfems.com forward slash buzz to get your buzz on by clicking on Ashley Diana. And we'll see you on the gram. Hey, Maggie, do you remember our awesome guest, Juliet Mitchell, pure girl in a toxic world? Love her. She's awesome. Well, she is having an event on January 12th, 2019, the Pure Girl Master Conference. It's a one-day event focusing on all things organic for women, from prevention to cancer survival. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be a fashion show, celebrity guest speakers, manifestation of the best version of yourself in 2019. You know how much I love that. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And for tickets, you can go to two fab fems forward slash buzz and we'll have all the deets for you there. And get on it, girls, because they are going quick. We'll see you there. As a gay comedian, you have said you prefer to address the elephant in the room as soon as you step on the stage. Have you personally experienced a change, positive or negative, since you started your career in comedy and how the LGBTQ comedy community is accepted? Yes. I started comedy in 2012. And being a gay person who's lived in cities all my life, I don't know that the community has changed necessarily. I think maybe the idea that people have about how people will react has changed, you know? And... uh when I, in 2012, I actually was afraid to go on stage and talk about my being gay. Yeah. I, I, I was fearful because I was like, because when you watch TV and when you hear stories, there's a narrative like, there's discrimination, there is discrimination out there, okay? But like, there is discrimination. And I've toured, you know, small towns, dive bars. In like, you know, Montana, you know. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) but here's the thing. They don't really ultimately care. Like I I find, well, they do, but it's like you can break through that. Or like if they come to see a comedy show and you do your job and make them laugh, 
they're appreciative yeah. and they'll I be open that. to you. That's fantastic. And it's so interesting because I was so scared at first, but I don't think connecting as an LGBT person is maybe as difficult as the narrative might suggest. And if, if, if um, we took a look at that narrative, it, we might be less fearful about approaching these people who are presented as being on the other side. And I do think that as much as I am a supporter of, I'm, I'm a Democrat all the way, okay? I donated money, okay? As much as I'm like that, like, <laughs> I feel like there is, there is a use of that narrative to drive fear into the hearts of the people who are voting in this direction so that they could get votes. They are against you because they are, they don't like gays. And yeah, like they vote against our interests or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right, yes. Right. But like that is being sold for benefit of whatever the agenda is mm-hmm. that they have. That right. Just sense. like the other well, side I does think, the same yeah, thing. Right. I the think other fear side is, does yeah. the same thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like well, I think you, people- you touched on like the word fear. I mean, I think that's really where it stems from. Yeah. You know, their fear that they're going to lose their, you know, constituents or whatever. So they feel they have to go down this line where they may not even really agree with it, but they do it anyway. Yeah. So I totally and agree I think with that. They try and fight acceptance as much as possible by going to see a gay entertainer. So now it's like, you know, I'm here for a specific purpose but God forbid you sit at their table or what have you and their friends are watching. And that's the problem that I have. You know, it's like, Oh, come on. Like, really? This is a person. Nobody's going to hit on you, honey. You're not that hot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, really? Are right. you that homophobic? Well, you said something in one of your clips that we watched about how you're not going to turn people gay, but they may be Asian when they <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And I actually have this joke. I, I look at people, and this is too X-rated for the Laugh Factory to post, whatever. But I was like, hey, sir, sir, I, 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 I just want to let you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to try to sleep with you because I, I don't try to sleep with straight guys like you, okay? Because <laughs> y'all always cry after. Uh, <laughs> oh, this. And it's always the same sad story with you people, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't ready to get fisted, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Always the same story. And like the thing is, the more macho they are, those macho guys love being ribbed and being the center of attention. So getting the most macho looking guy and driving that joke to that guy, having the rest of the table direct, like kind of like jostling him, then it actually brings them into uh, uh, the experience. Have you ever ever had an angry fan though? Like anyone that didn't like to be called out? Have you ever experienced that? Or any heckler or anything like that? Well, I mean, I have hecklers, but usually they're trying to help. Like, no, not really. Like, oh, I don't good. really have angry. But I will tell you this. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, so okay, <laughs> this, okay, this is the worst comedy night ever. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> uh, I did the Laugh Factory, and I was hosting a show called Asian Invasion. And that night, everything. Oh my god. Because that's PC. <laughs> oh my god. It gets even worse. It gets even worse. The Laugh Factory booked the show, and we we none of us had any idea. We showed up and. Like, the club manager's like, we're doing Asian Invasion tonight. That's what the show is called tonight. And we're like, yeah. It's like, this is the day the Japanese invaded Pearl Harbor. <gasps> and I was like, no. Oh. And so Oops. we start the show and I'm the host. And I'm like, oh, no. And I'm there all night, <laughs> oh, right? No. So I, I call it out. There are these like four military dudes there. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get these guys. Because if I get those guys, 
then the rest of the room will follow. That's awesome. You know, right, right. And you know, they're the they're the ones that would typically not be the ones that look like they would typically not be a supportive of uh, uh, of LGBT community. If you get those guys, the rest of the room oh, yeah. lines up, and those guys are easy to get. They just you know they're. A lot of them just, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I look at one of them and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I, was, I did the fisting joke. Blah, blah, blah. I was ready to get fisted. Blah, blah, blah. And they start laughing. And I'm like, what's so funny, sir? You're laughing really hard. And he goes, it's because he lifts his arm. And he's like, I lost my hand <gasps> in Iraq. And he has, no, he has a stub. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, easy entry that I guess. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. That was quick on your feet, too. Well, you know, I mean, that was like, no, I haven't had people mad at me. And well, those guys good. were really good. I actually that's bought funny. them a drink. Oh, that's oh, so cool. I was like, How could you, know, you not? You called the guy I out know. of hand. <laughs> I mean, honestly. But like, this is what With I the fisting joke. I don't think they would necessarily be the type to be like, okay, well, I really like this gay comedian. I'm going to follow him. They still follow me. And then like. That's awesome. That's fantastic. A year later, one of them commented on my, on my feed. After the Laugh Factory, like posted my video, and they were like, "Hey, this guy actually bought me a drink at the Laugh Factory. I really like him. He's like a really nice guy too." Oh, that's oh, fantastic! English, they're gonna start coming out of the woodwork. Ah, yeah. The bigger yeah. you get, the more I know. Aiden Paul. <laughs> <laughs> he bought me a drink, <laughs> and we talked about fisting. <laughs> that's so, can you imagine? So, Aiden, tell us regarding your career: biggest struggle, biggest win. So far, because we know the win is yeah. Like, it's, ding, you ding, have ding, more ding, wins coming. Oh, thank big. you, thank you. Biggest win, uh, especially with the Laugh Factory. You know, nice. um, I'm really lucky to uh, produce the LGBT show at the Laugh Factory. Ooh, oh, love it. that's um, fantastic! Called Rainbow Pop. It's a monthly oh. at Hollywood and Long Beach, and it's brought me so much more than uh, I, I. You know, just the fact that you could produce a show at the Laugh Factory is like huge. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. like a historical place it's like so great oh, yeah. and you know i met a lot of great comics through there like margaret cho was oh, my hero her. she's yeah. fantastic she uh. oh my god we dm each other on insta now oh and fantastic like she said it was funny on a podcast <gasps> must be nice and so fantastic. Oh, she, i mean oh, <laughs> i died like, I, know, really. I died well we hope she hears this podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'll send it to her i'll send it to her yeah. i'll put hey why not but like um beyond that it's like um uh i i wanted to um Reach out to the LGBT. I took a different like strategy to just to get people in the seats. I, I wanted to reach out to like whatever communities, you know, um, the human rights campaign and the and the uh, AIDS healthcare foundation, sure. and local businesses. In doing that, it's created a, a, a sort of a community of uh, gay people. Uh, and community people, and uh, you know, a support of ladies actually, um, who are uh, who come month after month, and it's like a place for them, and it's created like a second family for me actually. I love it. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So, okay, so that's monthly. I feel like having had the amount of struggle that I've had in my life, I'm able to most. I, I'm able to very effectively deal. Like I reframe the way I look at it. You know. Okay. Um, when you say it, do you mean life or do you uh, mean, what do you mean? Life Just and, and struggle. Oh, okay. Because if you're struggling or if like something happens that you don't like, you can then not beat yourself up, not double down on that and be mm-hmm. like, okay, this happened and now I'm going to focus on what I want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like if I, you know, say 
get some, you know, get fired or something. You know what I mean? Or like I have no, you know, or or something happens, something negative happens. Like okay, well, like like okay, like let's use Michael as an example. That was my biggest struggle in life. Right. Because also, not only did he pass away, like he got cancer oh. in March, and then through June it declined. So I was basically there for the decline and taking oh care God. of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like. It yeah. was gnarly. Ugh. Next time, I'm going to find somebody who's as awesome as Michael and healthy. <laughs> right? I think uh, from the struggles. Do you feel like comedy is kind of a therapy for you and for other people too, though? Yes. For me, definitely. So I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big old bottom in, in, in society. There is like um, bottom shaming, which is uh, <laughs> if you're a bottom, then, you know, like you're a little ashamed of, of you know, because like the culture kind of does that. You know what I mean? Like you're a feminine, you're not like a real man, that kind of, that kind of thing. And I actually uh, had that, you know, I felt really? ashamed of being a bottom. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. For a while there. And so what I decided to do, and also I dated, um, and you know, my, Michael was 20 years older than me, a young gay Asian with daddy issues who's a bottom. You know what I mean? That's like <laughs> probably, probably it's out there. It's, it's pretty common. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> it's true. I mean, you've seen it. You've seen it. Everybody's seen it. But here's the thing. I was like, oh, I feel uncomfortable with this. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on stage and talk about it. Because when you feel uncomfortable with something, you lean into it, and then it dissipates all the... <gasps> I the love therapy. it. Yeah. I love it. Have you ever it. topped out? Have I ever topped? You know what? I try... Okay, so, I mean... I'm can, just so curious. Can we really get into this? Yes. Because, I mean... Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm afraid of shit. I really am so scared of poop. I'm terrified. I'm horrified. Oh, I can't <laughs> deal. And as a gay person, it's a problem. It limits, I mean, really. And look, I'm six foot one and I have broad shoulders. I'm tall. You know, no, if I were straight, I'd be cleaning up at the Korean Baptist Church, you know. And so, like, if I were a top, I'd be getting it. Like, I, I look like, rah, you know. That is hysterical. But I'm afraid of shit. Um, oh my god, that's cracking handle me up. My own shit. I can trust myself to handle that before I get together and with Tom's the dude. Tops are used to anything. Should yeah. anything happen yeah. anyway? I thought you said should any shit happen. No, but like tops, like you know, no, obviously. I, know. I mean, well, let's face it. Yeah, yeah it know, happens. Burrito the day before. I mean, there's just no helping that. Uh-huh. Right? No, 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 no. If you're a responsible bottom oh. like you. me, that's oh. what I was going to ask. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know. Do you not eat for 20 minutes? <laughs> yes. Like, what okay. Do you do? So Ooh, what do I do? do okay. Plan? I it's planned. I always plan. Oh, I do I not do random. This. Me and Michael, we, mm, it was the best relationship. <laughs> we had sex for like four hours at a time. Okay. Ooh, nice. Uh, My goodness. It was amazing. God rest your But we soul. did it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> God rest my whole. Okay. Uh, you know, isn't that terrible? But we would do it once a week. And it would be planned. And I don't, I eat a light dinner the night before. That's good. No salads. No, no alcohol. Oh, no. no nothing. And you, you and you're look, good to go. you have to douche. Everybody, if you're going to have anal, you must douche. I don't care if you're a girl or a man or whatever you are. If, if somebody's going there, it's your responsibility, I feel, to douche. Otherwise, it's going to be shitty. But I don't trust these other bottoms to do it. 
and I'm not going to have a shitty that's, experience. That's true. But what if like sponta- spontaneity though? Does that kind of take that out? Like, let's say, oh, I mean, absolutely. Okay. Well, if you have vaginas, it's not a problem any time, no. right? No. Well, what? so we have a whole nother show. Do you? Okay, <laughs> like I don't know. Our monthly? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I've never seen a vagina. Oh, what? Good. Yeah, never, I've never ever? seen a vagina. Not pretty, even a honey. picture or anything? Nothing? I mean, pretty. like, uh, are in they person. not pretty? You're pre- no. Are dicks pretty, though? Well, no. No. It depends. Just, if yeah. they're standing at salute, ha! I think so. Yeah, yeah. sometimes, yeah. You know, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they curve. Yeah, that's... You know. that's right, tr- yeah. right. Yeah, and then there's always the red wings. What is that? Men who go down on women on their period. Oh my god! Oh, I'm wow. gonna seriously get. I seriously, my stomach just turned. I always know when Gina starts talking fast, she starts getting uncomfortable <laughs> because my mouth can go on. Oh, I like, love oh, it. God. I'm more relaxed with it now, but when we first started, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I have to. I, I apologize to her mother all the time. Oh my god, does she listen? Sometimes, oh sometimes I'm like, mom, you're not gonna want to hear this one. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Not. This one, maybe but my not. sister listens to all of them. Oh, okay. So yeah, good, good. So yeah, yes, but awesome. she's 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 hip. She's she's fun. Thank you for the um, education. Oh I'm, yeah, hey, you know no, I'm really gay. <laughs> ah! I'll stay gay. We stay don't blame gay. you. Ah! He's we'll like, yeah. He's like, I am sticking with. We too will stick with men. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what? Has there ever been a guy who's wanted a woman in the bedroom with you two? Probably ever. Probably this last one. He said he was bisexual, and oh. I believe him. Ah. Which also added to my whole, I had a complex around that. I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah, yeah that would be I, hard. To me, that would, if I ever dated a bisexual man, I would feel like, pick a side. Who are you checking out in this room? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And checking I mean, we out everybody is just not fair. I mean, everybody's up yeah. for grabs. Yeah. I know. And that's not fair. We went to a strip club. A female, yeah, like female, yeah, a female strip club, and I just was—I never had the experience. And you didn't see a vagina I there. I bought you a dance, a lap dance. <laughs> uh, just to I wrote a—I wrote a joke about it. Oh, I'm like, me. if I did get dragged into the champagne room, I mean, it would be hard. Or <laughs> no, wait, not it hard. would be hard. <laughs> yes, you knew where I was going, so you get my comedy. Thank you. <laughs> Tiny bubble. <laughs> That's so uh, funny. Oh my goodness. Okay, so. Oh. Who has been your biggest inspiration, professionally and personally, let's say? Professionally, I mean, I, I grew up watching Margaret Cho thinking she was really funny. But maybe She's those awesome. girls. The Golden Girls? The Golden Girls and stuff. Because I really got a sense of what life, I mean, not that their lives were, I mean, the, yeah, the, I mean, they were around friends. They had a lot of friends, you know. Blanche was a hoe. Yeah, yeah know, she was know, such a She hoe. was living. Yeah. Know? Oh, heck yeah. I know. So it was like, okay, <laughs> like, like, I got a sense of what life could be like if I were to try to take charge of, uh, do the best I can, you know. So I think I'm driven by that, I guess. Yeah. I love that. I do too. I think that's fantastic. So talk to us about your future. And we already know your future. We have a crystal ball. And yes. we're like, he will be Universe. than life. Huh? Yes. Six Hello. one ain't got nothing on you. Yeah, you it's... are going through the through the roof. Yeah. But uh, tell us what's coming up besides our rainbow pop every month. I'm going to be headlining in Vegas Ooh. In mid-January. I may be there mid-January. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, then we'll, we'll yeah. definitely hook up. Like, not like that, but like, oh, yeah, we'll yeah. hook up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit good. out the not like that. Just yeah. to fuck ah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh. Gina's going to be here first. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Your first JJ. Oh, my gosh. I can't He's imagine. Like, no. I don't know how that. I, you know <laughs> what I mean? All cats look the same in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> 
oh. I don't think he's used to this kind of cat, though. I'm just know. saying. Oh, my gosh. I'm allergic to cats. <gasps> no, really, in life. In life, I'm allergic to cats. Oh, Me, God, too. I'm with you on that one. I yeah, can't. It makes her cats. I'm eyes okay on her cats. Her cats yeah, are no George problem. They're fine. They're but awful. usually, like, my eyes will swell up and I can't breathe. It feels like I swallowed their hairball. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's the like worst. Yes, in the it's throat. the worst yeah, feeling ever. So I will never be a red wing. Yeah. Right? Ha ha ha. Oh, you know what they call it? Yeah, right. yeah ah, I know. Gross. <laughs> so, besides headlining Vegas, okay. tell us uh, more. You're coming to San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. Do you know you can check my tour dates? Yeah, but follow me on Instagram. At Aiden Park. Aiden Park Show. And it's spelled uh, A-I-D-A-N because uh, I, I don't know how to e. spell. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I changed my name from oh. Sungamin Park, oh. which is my Korean name. Uh, but then people were just like, Messing it up. And oh. so I was like, okay, I'll change my name to Aiden, except I misspelled it. Well, you mentioned, though, like, where they can find you on Instagram. Where can they find your, like, you know, you have a personal website. Where can they find where your upcoming appearances are? You mentioned your true yeah. dates. AidenPark.com, yeah. Got it. And uh, I'm also on Facebook and Twitter, so whatever your YouTube. preferred. YouTube. You can find uh, you on YouTube, On too. YouTube, yeah. Whatever your preferred platform is. That's great. Nice. So, Aiden, here's our little shtick that we do. Sure. We have our own bumper stickers. So, essentially, it's what sums you up in a nutshell. What would your personal bumper sticker say? Oh, you know, fuck it. Funny. Fuck it now. <laughs> fuck it now. <laughs> yeah, fuck it now. That's actually kind of funny. That's my favorite rubber sticker, I think, so far. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank you. I think, it, I think it is, seriously. And he doesn't mean that in a top sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. All bottoms. Loud, proud, and uh, I love how loud and proud you are. Amy. Oh my Thank gosh! You. I love you guys. You guys oh are just so you are so warm and Aww. wonderful. Aiden Park, we loved having you on the show. Yeah, yeah. Need to add a little more jingle to your bells? Don't miss Aiden and Friends at the Laugh Factory on December 26th for the Rainbow Pop Holiday Show. For more details, visit 2 forward slash buzz. Thanks for listening. Find all our episodes at 2 or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So stay tuned and stay fierce.